Everyone's served. Good. Now it's our turn. You know, on these long flights, I really need a break. Coffee, tea, or milk? <laughs> tea, I'd like milk. But I'm on a diet. Then have milk. The airline's dietitian told me that milk's especially important for dieters. That's right. Milk's the one beverage that gives dieters important nutrients they need, like vitamins, minerals, and proteins, all of which adds up to vitality. And the vitality you get from milk lasts far longer than energy from other drinks. You know, gals like us who have to keep our weight down and our vitality up should always drink milk. As far as I'm concerned, nothing tastes better with food than milk, even with my low-calorie meals. Time to get back to the refills. Coffee, tea, or vitality. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Boeuf bourguignon. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. A perfectly delicious dish. Well, we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the sauce drain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. About two or three minutes, if you have it in the icebox, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve. Right now. Hi, this is Brookie, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. Your little dirty secret is safe with me. Hello and welcome to episode two of Eat It and Beat It. I am Al Dente, and I'm here with Anthony Spoonlicker the third. The third, yes, from a long line of spoonlickers. They they would actually get in line to to lick the spoon. <laughs> just back in the old country, man, we were known for spoon licking. That's one of the reasons why we came to the new world because we ran out of spoons to uh, to lick, and we were licking forks and knives, which could be painful. And we found out there was a whole world of spoons across the pond. 
that we're just waiting for the uh, licking, but that's a story in itself. Yeah, it's the same. The Dente family, a lot of people think that it's, you know, it has to do with the, the you know, how you cook your, your pasta. But it actually, the, the original, of, or, you know, original origin of the Dente family was, you know, we all had this big lump in our head, you know, sort of concave lump in our head, sort of like Linus from Charlie Brown. So yeah. we're the Dentes. <laughs> yeah, you got into the car fixing business and uh, it just took off from there into food. Why not? You know, you really should have uh, should have uh, that should just uh, made some money off of the name trademark it because someone stole it when it came to pasta. Yep, it's it's in the public donate domain now. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sore point at Thanksgiving dinners. Let me tell you. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. And in, in, in between licking spoons, too, we have the same conversation. And we always overcook our pasta, too, just just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we'll have to get together. We'll lick some spoons and, and eat some pasta and throw it against a wall or whatever it is you guys do. It's so. going to happen. But oh, food yeah. Food. Well, it, invariably, food. stuff gets thrown against the wall at, at Dente family reunions. But that's another story also. Of course, and our topic today, friends and listeners, is... It is milk. We're milk. starting out basic. We are. We're going to get. We're gonna eventually get up to teats and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> but today it is going to be milk, which, strangely enough, I don't want to say that I have a love-hate relationship with milk. I... I I'm indifferent to it. I mean, milk was the first food that all of us ate, and uh, and eventually, myself, I think that I just phased out of it. You know, I don't know what your story is. I I, I don't drink it with meals anymore like mm. I used to, and and I don't drink very much of it. You know, I mean, as a kid, we used to drink it with dinner, and then you know, from kid from kin, you know, through elementary school, through the first few grades of of elementary school you drink in chocolate or vanilla milk off the off the radiator in school in a little cardboard and oh yeah and i always drank that you know everybody always got the cho- chocolate milk and uh um after a point probably when i was about a teenager uh, i was just done you know dr- like as a drink and then there was you know a long period when I was indifferent to food where milk just became a non it just was not part of my life unless it was going in cereal like in the dining hall at college but I I don't even think in like our apartment in college that we would have a jug of milk in there and now as an adult you know as an ingredient it's invaluable it's like wonderful I love cooking things with milk and I love cheese ice cream all the milk byproducts sour cream it's almost like milk is embarrassed of its milkiness that it tries to to hang on in your life by disguising itself with with uh, chocolate strawberry we were talking about banana quick you know quick mixes that you would put in the milk and you can get a couple more years out of drinking milk i think if you if you put a little strawberry quick in there which was i could probably drink a small glass of quick milk out of pure nostalgia i even did a little research on this for because we were talking after the last show about nestle quick and like we were trying off the and between you and me we got all the main flavors you were you yeah, filled we in even pulled up a banana. 
which, which that was I, you. I, I am yeah. absolutely sure. I'm sure that there was a banana flavor. There was. I, I, aha. The main, the main Nestle Quick or, or Nesquik um, flavors were chocolate, strawberry, banana, and vanilla. Then there were a bunch vanilla. of ones that had short runs or were failed or were in test markets or in other countries. And some of those are there's a cherry one. <clears throat> I don't think cherry milk is. No, is, no, is, I don't. I, is, it's, I can't. It, I can't cherry milk. I, I would imagine it would taste like milk mixed with like cough syrup or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a Nike flavor. There was a mango. Okay, I could do that because I've had. That makes uh, sense, right? Like a smoothie yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. I've had a Vietnamese drink like a mango mm-hmm. smoothie. You get mm-hmm. any Vietnamese restaurant. And yeah, I, I could definitely be on the bandwagon with uh with mango. Well, now, here, coconut milk. I. Did. Here, here's a weird flavor. Cream. Oh, cream. Yeah, cream, cream flavor for your milk. And this was a quick, like a Nestle quick. It was a Nestle uh, quick flavor. Yeah, I'm guessing it maybe had a little bit of vanilla in it. Maybe it might have been like kind of ice creamy. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's Nestle quick. It's got to have a ton of sugar in it. Um, oh yeah, that's what makes palatable. Uh, triple chocolate, which makes okay, sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah honey, definitely. Honey. Okay, yeah, that might that might that, that might go down all right. I could I could do that. Orange orange cream soda. Oh, absolutely. That would mm-hmm. definitely work. Caramel. I mean, caramel would definitely work too. The only one I'm not seeing working is the cherry so far. Unless so you're gonna far. Hit me up with like a soy sauce flavor or something. <laughs> I, I I think the only one that's not it's not gonna work, man. The only one left was cookies and cream, and that's a... Yeah, you had me at cookies. You had me at cookies, man. You didn't have to worry about it. The thing about cookies and cream quick is, why not just get some Oreos and smash them up and throw them in your milk, you know, if you really... Or or throw them in a blender with some milk, and there you go, you know? Yeah, it's... My wife's people, being from Michigan... If I go over there to, uh, you know, for to visit them, they'll. My father-in-law will cook a beautiful porterhouse steak, medium rare, mashed potatoes, you know, vegetable, and then they'll pour themselves a gigantic glass of milk to eat this bloody steak with. And I am just going, oh no, no, I can't do it. I no, I. But they love it. They they have it, and I don't hate it. I mean, if I have chocolate or if I have a, you know, a, a cookie or something, you know, milk is going to be all right. But I don't crave it anymore it's now it's more of an ingredient to me like you said yeah, a big old pat of butter though on a steak oh that is the secret that is that's an old school steakhouse secret that that that's, any deep steakhouse will put a pat of butter on your steak that's the that yeah that's the old days men were men heart attack absolutely days of... steak, steak and whiskey that's what you had and yeah, you, you, I'm not going to knock the importance of milk. I mean, you know, you, people found out that if you had a cow, you kill it once, it's done. But you could you could milk that son of a bitch, and uh, and milk in all stages. I don't think it goes bad. I mean, you put it on the counter, it's going to turn into buttermilk. Then you can make sour cream out of it, and let's not forget cheese. I mean, they didn't want to waste their milk that they had our ancestors, the old uh, spoon lickers. So you, you made cheese out of it, and some idiot decided to probably put some milk in a cow's stomach which was used to carry wine and water and the natural rennet in the cow's stomach you know made it turn into a form of cheese and they said hey you know what this ain't bad so uh, it was pretty important and still is in a lot of probably a lot of cultures throughout the world but but not in mine man I, it's an ingredient now i don't even put it in my coffee anymore 
Yeah, I never, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm a tea drinker, but I never would put milk. I'm not a big fan of like the, the, and like um, Indian chai with the milk in it. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, it's okay. I, we're going to have to ask Andrew Leyland. I, I heard a story about people that drink milk in, in uh, the UK that if you put your, that it's a whole thing that you're supposed to put, it's a whole culture. Some people say you must put the milk in the cup before you pour the tea so that the milk boils slightly and it, it imparts some better flavor to the tea. And then there's the people that put the milk in after you pour the tea that it that there's a big difference. And, and uh, I think they're called myths. And then, milk they, beat, in and first. then they beat each other bloody at uh, <laughs> soccer matches. After soccer, yeah. But they do it with their pinky sticking out, holding a teacup. So that that makes it more interesting. But have, yeah, there is definitely culture. They bring teacups carved out of stone for bashing other people's heads in. <laughs> and and you know, I I have a bottle here of uh, milk vodka, which um which is is pretty interesting to me. Vodka tastes a lot alike, but some of my more savvy friends have tasted this. And uh, they say it has a little sweet aftertaste to it. And I did a little history on it. And uh, it was made by a guy that, that was making cheese. And the leftover whey that he was throwing away every day, he said, there's got to be something that I can do with this. And he figured out a way to uh, for, you know, to ferment, ferment this. It. Yeah. And then after that, he just made vodka out of it. And uh, it's called Milk Money Vodka. <laughs> Not to give anyone a plug here, but you can send all the vodka you want for the free advertising. Uh, and uh, it, I'll just make it clear. A, we'll make many uh, plugs on this show, but... <laughs> We're not getting any money from nobody, never. Yeah. So, Milk Money Vodka, if, if you want to send some to us, you know, we'll be more than happy to do it. Or if you want to give us a cow, uh, I'll, I'll take the cow too. I, I don't care. There was but, a time but, where I was talking about buying a cow. Absolutely. I, I would I would like, you know, we used to buy cows, but they would, we buy them all cut up. You could buy half a yeah, cow. No, no I was going to buy a calf or, you know, buy a weaned calf. When, when it was looking like I might be living in my father's place, one of his friends was like, no, I can get you a cow. And I was like, ha, 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 hey. Hey, wait a minute. He's like, oh, yeah, it's totally doable here. We just have to fix this up and fix that up. And then it's like free food. And I'm like, you know. <laughs> but I know if I would have gotten my own cow, especially a cow that would grow up and stuff like that, I'd never eat the fucker. I'd, <laughs> I'd be buddies yeah. with it. Yeah. And it would probably be a bull, and then you try to milk it, and you would be in all kinds of trouble. You That's know? yeah, yeah. That would end up in the other section of the show, <laughs> <laughs> which we will do a show on, listeners. Definitely, that's coming up soon. Wait till we get to the donkey show episode. Oh God, donkey. Okay, we can't but get you, into that. That's our know, cohorts. You know, donkey butter, show. man. Yeah, we, we now as a cook, a... butter is the great. All the like, all of my favorite cooks that I've ever had the luck to like be in a kitchen with like working catering with somebody who's like actually a trained cook there was one guy and he's still doing he's working at restaurants here in rochester and i would watch him walk by and i would watch him just whatever was cooking he would just nonchalantly walk by and and run his hand over the pot and i would see him drop some butter in i'm like oh, oh you son of a bitch i'm learning your secret right now <laughs> absolutely i mean any good gravy is started with mm. a nice brown roux that you make with butter. Yep. And and that's when you add your that's when you add your stock and man that's the secret. You've never had 
gravy until you've made it with a nice brown buttery roux. And you know, my job takes me uh, all over the place. I'm in the I'm in the airline industry, and uh, the first thing I do when I go to another country is you're able. I mean, they are so far ahead of us in butter. My God, France sells the butter with with little pieces of sea salt in it, and it is incredible. I buy as much as I can, and I just freeze it and have it in my freezer. And you haven't lived until you've tasted this butter that has these little crunches of sea salt. And it is yellow, yellow, yellow. And, and I once read that that yellow color is added to butter. But if you make, I've made butter myself before by just putting heavy cream in a food processor. Mm-hmm. And it's actually fun to do. You just put the heavy cream in there and you blend the hell out of it and you could actually see it go through the stages first yep. it turns into like whipping cream and next thing if you keep watching it it's going to start clumping up on you and you keep doing it and then all of a sudden it gets to this phase where all of this buttermilk just spins out of there like crazy yep all the liquid releases out of it yeah 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 and then you just yeah you take it out and it's like a dough and you just kind of get all that extra buttermilk out and you you get a paddle and you put a little bit of sea salt in there and you add it to it and it's not particularly yellow uh that 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 color is added to make it more palatable i think but man you have not lived until you've tried it i advise everyone out there to try and make your own butter you can find recipes on the internet we have a nice family dairy down the street and they make their they make some nice nice salted and unsalted butter that's just you know, you could just tell the difference from the grocery store butter. My my grandparents, one of the family tales of my grandparents was that they had an antique butter churn in their basement and they decided to, to use it one day and they started, you know, churning it and the paddle that's in the butter churn broke. And my grandfather was like, oh, we got this, you know, we just started to use it and it broke. What are we going to do? And then he got the bright idea. He's like, Hey, I'll, at the time, they worked at the local, it was like a lumber store slash hardware store in, in town. And my father and my grandfather both worked there. And uh, he's like, I'll just go to the hardware store and get something. And he came back with a broom. <laughs> and I don't know what he was thinking, but he put the broom in there and turned it all up and pulled it out. And it was butter, but it was all just, you know caked inside the the bristles of the broom there were bristle there were bristles all through the butter <laughs> oh you al dantes you crazy fools you my grandfather was a very practical guy that was a rare, rare that's why i think it became you know a family story one of my rare like of my grandfather doing something really dumb and he wasn't going to let anybody but, forget it. <laughs> when, but the good news was when he actually used the broom, it really picked up a lot of dust because butter is a great dust picker upper. Oh, so Jesus. maybe put a sheen on the floor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> you know what I meant to do that, damn it. Yeah, as as someone who's worked in 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 restaurants for twenty five years, yeah, butter butter and oil on the floor are the wor- are the most evil. Com- I've seen people go off in the in the amber lamps for that. Oh yeah, butter on the floor definitely would would slip. Uh, what was the worst thing? Oh, one time I spilled a bunch of armor all on the floor. Not to get up too top. Uh, but armor all on the floor is is absolutely a hundred times worse. You will die. I fell flat on my ass, and I did so for I couldn't get it off. <laughs> I needed your grandfather's butter broom to to counteract the effect of that. 
Well, in the kitchen, the, the, the rule of thumb is you have an oil spill, you just start. Every kitchen has just like cases and cases of, of you know, just the little tubes of salt. Put about half a, half a tube of salt down on the floor and you're okay. Sort of soak up the grease and give you some traction for a little while. But so, so you see, it all goes back to, to milk. I mean, we can say that maybe we don't like milk anymore, but we like everything about milk. Because without milk, what are you going to do? Some of the greatest things in life aren't going to be here. Like ice cream, my God, life without ice cream, forget it. I mean, if you ever had real ice cream, not the, the fake stuff. I don't eat ice cream enough to justify eating fake ice cream. But when I when I do have ice cream, it is going to be good stuff yeah. made with with heavy cream. The, the the dairy that is down the street from us makes heavy cream ice cream and it's and uh when uh, and it, you 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 literally could put like 5 6 5 6 7 8 spoonfuls of some of some of the really rich ones that they have and that will be enough for dessert. You know, it's like oh. You, you could just, it's just so rich. It's almost to the point of where it's almost like icy cold frozen frosting. It's, you know, it's so I could rich. probably get into milk if it tasted like that again. I think we probably lost something when the milkman stopped delivering milk every morning. You know, that must have been worlds away from what we get now. We I mean, had, right like, now, when I was very, very, very young, you know, kindergarten age, we had a milkman for a short period really? of time. I re- oh yeah, I remember, you know, I remember my parents putting out the jugs, you know, every, every, however often he came and, and he, there was a little wire rack that held four milk jugs in it and we'd put the milk jugs in them, put them out on the front stoop and then you'd come in the morning and there'd be a new rack with four fresh milks in it. We had a lot, a lot of dairy farms around. Were you Amish or something for God's sake? There were a lot of Amish around and, and and this was like when I was in kindergarten. It was the last rem, you know, the last remnants of, of the milkman. You know, I I, I think you know, like you know that was also the time period. You know, we we were living in a farmhouse where we heated the house with the wood stove in the kitchen that we were cooking with too. So, oh, you know, you bring back the milkman, and I would definitely have milk. I'm concerned. I mean, I, I'm absolutely sure that you know the reason I have breasts is probably because of the hormones in the milk. That I drank so much of when I was a kid. Not necessarily the loaded nachos I had for dinner. I refuse to believe that. But I'm <laughs> going to blame it on milk and hormones. So if I can go back in time and 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 maybe bring back the milkman, I bet that I would definitely be able to drink milk again. Because I think we probably lost something. You used to hear about the heavy cream that would float up to the top of the milk, you know. And that was a whole other experience of people back in the day, at least from what I've read. We didn't have milkmen. Uh, we're about the same age, but uh, you, you were definitely up more I was living in a now. small town, yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, and and I, I I have to look at some numbers of of infidelity and um, and and bastards born, because now that we're past the age of the traveling salesman and the milkman, who are the housewives gonna cheat with anymore? Oh, the Fuller Brushman is gone, and gone. so is the milkman. My my college, my roommate in college, freshman year of college, when he was in high school, he was a Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman. Wow, wow. I used to work with a lady who sold encyclopedias. And whenever we would come across somebody really stupid, she would turn to me and say, you know what? That's a woman that I would love to sell encyclopedias to. We, 
we had an encyclopedia salesman come to our door and sell us the the volume library it was called it was a whole encyclopedia in one book i see him at garage sales it. every once no, in a while i still have it i use that that book all the way through high school i don't think i wrote a report i did too anything other than that i did it, too it, it was a huge it was a hundred dollars but, oh wow! But I still you know, have uh, one hey, a traveling parents. salesman's got to make a big sale, and you know, and and but like my dad was a hard sell, and my dad was like, yeah, I'll take it, and uh, and he used my dad used to like Kirby vacuum cleaners that people in to just vacuum the rug, and then he'd let he'd be like, watch this. <laughs> we we had a, we had a guy come in when I was a little kid and projected a movie in our house about fire safety. To sell us, to sell us, you know, the collapsible ladders from that you could roll out from the second floor, scared the hell out of my sister and I. You know, I was, if we were living in that house, I probably was in kindergarten. My sister probably wasn't even in school yet. And you know, it was like we're watching a movie, and it's like this could be you. Flames coming out of the house, you know. The only thing I remember was a guy coming around selling shoe polish, and he only polished one of my old man's shoes for free. Yeah, that's that's the that's, I mean, that's how you get the him. old the old trick, you know. So the old man bought the bought the polish from the guy and 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 finished the job himself, you know. But I wonder if they really were all stick your foot in the door techniques that salesmen used to do and oh, all that stuff. Yeah, that you see old days, you know. Oh, for sure. Oh my God! I just remembered a milk story that's good. That that is the perfect bridge into a, into me. the next world. Okay, here's my. Oh my God! How could I have not taken note when I was taking my notes on milk and studying up for this episode? Not remember this story. This story takes place at a bachelor party, and uh, oh, I like where this. My friend, who will I, I will not mention his name on air, although he does not listen to his podcast just for his own privacy. And it was a bachelor party, but um, he utilized the 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 best man utilized one of our sleazier friends to get the <laughs> the the strippers, who he went directly to the ghetto to get the s- strippers. Turned out to be the greatest bachelor party move in the history of bachelor parties that I've ever been to. It was it was these two trim, very like fresh faced, very you know nice young black girls that were gymnasts, and so they were doing the regular stripper routine and and you know whatever. But we're kind of like not the most body group of people, and like everybody's kind of like yeah, I'm making conversation when they find out they're gymnasts, and we're like. Hey, do you guys know any routines? And they're like, do you want to see some of our routines? Oh, yes. The, the neighbors wanted to because it was in a backyard. You could see the neighbors peeking out their window. We're like, we would like to see your routine. They were doing handstand, you know, like one of them would do a handstand on the other one's hands over their heads. Cir- Cirque de Soleil stuff. And, you know, wow. and, and instead of having like a stripper on your lap grinding, it w- they were doing the... <laughs> They're buck naked, but they're doing their routine, and and all the guys are like standing up and like, bravo, bravo. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> usually when when you have strippers come, there's somebody who comes there to be sort of the strong arm to make sure nobody gets out of line or it's not a creepy situation. Who's you know some tough guy who sits there and reads a book. Well, she brought this woman and her brother who was like maybe 17 years old. The woman was pregnant. 
Yeah, here we go. Oh, shit. I can see where this is going. Coming to me. They show, I showed a fire safety video to you. Now the, now the groom-to-be um, used to live in a house with me. This may out him a little bit, but we had a communal computer, and everybody knew his porn predilections, let's, put, let's say. And they usually moved towards larger women, shall we say, of the type of the, the bodyguard that came. And maybe pregnant women, uh, it, too. So the groom That's starts... Th- or the, the, okay. the best man starts... Th- right, by now, the groom is intoxicated and in his groom chair, getting danced on and getting liquor poured on him. And uh, the, the um, best man takes the woman aside and he's just sort of like, Hey, look, you know, friend has some predilections. I notice you're pregnant. Does that mean that, you know lactating and she's like yes I am he's like you know if I gave you a hundred dollars would you lap dance him and she was just like really oh no I couldn't I couldn't and you know and 10 minutes later it's two hundred dollars 15 minutes later it's three hundred dollars because everybody's saying I'll pitch in some money I'll pitch in some money finally gets up to four hundred dollars she says yes and starts lap dancing this guy and this guy was to the drunk to the point of where he was a, he was in baby mode he was a little baby and this woman just started showering him with the the finest of breast milks and i've he never seen a happier human in my life it was as if it was as if you know just the the benevolence of the universe was <laughs> raining down upon him I, I'm getting just like I said. I'm, I'm getting visuals of the end, the last page of the Grapes of Wrath, right there. Uh, wow. One of one of the greatest moments that, that was telling him bad. about it as he woke up the next morning in the basement on the floor next to the cat litter box. Good God! This this is probably before cell phone uh, videos were around. So good yes. Lord, if somebody would have. But half the people there were film film and video majors. But it was a bachelor party. You just can't. Yeah, you just can't. <laughs> If I, if every bachelor party that I've nope. been to that's had strippers in it, if it was videotaped, it would have been a s- amazing videotape. And no wedding the next day. And yeah, <laughs> I had to do a little little rewind right through there, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the husband to be getting getting uh, grapes of wrath. At the end uh, of a uh, of a lap dance, that's it. You're calling the whole thing off. All right. Well, I think that about brings us to where we're going next, and we'll take a short break, and we will be back with the porno part of the shoe. Don't move from your seats, folks. Tired of sitting at home waiting for salvation? Then head on down to the hottest Sunday morning spot in town, St. Fabian's. St. Fabian's is the newest and hottest house of God in town. The jam starts Saturday night at 5.30 and 7.30 as Reverend Harold Big Poppy Hernandez spins the word of God nonstop. And the party keeps pumping on Sunday with old school worship at 9 and the freshest modern mass at 11. Stick around for the potluck lunch to see who has the hottest buns in the parish. Always free parking and never a cover charge at St. Fabian's. 
Conveniently located off State Road 23 on the Frontage Road. St. Fabian's, where we rock the party that rocks the body of Christ. All right, welcome to the porno section, the the section of Eat It and Beat It that everybody fast forward to to listen to first. I am Peter Prong, and I'm here with my co-host, Pepe Petrina. Yes, I know most of you wanted to have your dessert before you had your main course, which is fine. You know, I'm not going to judge. We are not here to judge. The the, the main course and the, the dessert are almost the same and. Absolutely. In this regard, it's a close tie, and it's not even a stretch. Ooh, speaking of stretch, we're going to get into ah. some serious stretch marks today because so what we are covering is the legendary Jugs magazine, spelled with two G's. Because, because one G is not enough. Definitely. Because when you open, you would go, Jesus! Jugs. Yeah, I, I, I want to, if I could say uh, a few things to our listeners, first of all, I want everyone to, to know that, that, that we're doing this for you, you know, that, that we are doing the hard footwork and the research so that you don't have to. We're taking all the risks here. I mean, you know, we are pulling the shades, we're turning out the lights, we're putting our sweatpants on, and we're looking up this hard research so that you don't have to. I'm the one that has my wife sleeping in the room next door. If she comes in and sees what I have on the screen, my notes, and I'm talking to another man halfway across the country, you know, it's over for me. We are taking the risks, folks, so you don't have to. Let's get that out there right now. So I hope we appreciate what we're doing for you. Well, the good thing is, back in the old days, if we were doing this podcast, which we wouldn't be doing because we wouldn't have laptops and, <laughs> and internet, but... You'd have to have your secret, whatever container it was, whether it's a box or, you know, a lock box or, you know, a, another book with that you could put a book inside of. You would have had to have your stash of Jugs magazines out and, like, oh. spread out in front of you, like... Well, I would, I would have a bookcase that, that was a fake bookcase that led me down into some super secret porn grotto. One you know, day. that's what I... Fuck the bat cave. You know, I want the porn cave. I mean, I, I don't need that. Fighting crime? Forget it. Yeah, Forget I want it. an underground porn stash that rivals the Vatican's. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be old salt mines, and now we've filled it up with porn. <laughs> and bones of dead rich Christians. <laughs> As you can see, it's full of boners. <laughs> maintains it naturally maintains the perfect temperature to keep the glossy paper separate and shiny. And we grow mushrooms too. <laughs> Jugs magazine, you know you loved it if you could get a hold of it. Now, Depending on how old you are, you'd have. Well, actually, I think Jugs magazine might still be coming out. From it is, it is. I. I I did the hard research, hard as in haha pun. I did the research, and it, it's a magazine that is most popular uh, in the South of you know in the, in the American South and the Midwest, which meant that, that for me to get it out where I grew up on the West Coast, it was 
difficult at best. And and if you did find one, you were you were the most you know you were the envy of every kid. You, you didn't you didn't pass your Judge magazine around to be taken home by your best friend. It stayed somewhere super secret. You know you didn't it just wasn't given out because we didn't find them. We didn't have them much. We knew about it, but but we didn't have it. I can remember having friends having one or two issues, but I never had it. Jugs magazine. I don't know if, if, if you ever came across We would get the odd issue of Jugs, and I'll be frank though, they were not the most popular. The Jugs no. were, Jugs, to, to, if, if I can, if from what I can recall of what I, what I remember of like flipping open a Jugs magazine, and it's more like just interpolating what I was from a kid because I don't remember specifically like opening a specific Jugs, but I was looking through some photo collections of where somebody scanned a bunch of issues of jugs and I would not have been attracted to the women in it. I would have been like, yeah, these women are a mess. And then I, and, and what the appeal of jugs would have been to me would have been the article, like reading the articles and the cartoons and the ads and stuff in it. So it would have been like more like, one where we're like, oh my God, listen to this and read off something so we could all laugh. Whereas it wouldn't be like, ooh, she's hot. Well, to no one's surprise, you know, Jugs Magazine uh, is actually a Larry Flint production. Yes. And one of my heroes. Well, well it'll definitely be. Uh, we're going to definitely see uh, that in, in the future, you know? I, and it's this a is my. You want to hear my Larry Flint impression? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I have fashioned this diaper out of an American flag to show my distaste for this court. There you go. Beautiful. It it, it, it almost sounds like Dirty Yoda. <laughs> yeah, everything sounds like Dirty Yoda. Dirty, everything ends up sounding like Dirty Yoda or Maury Clawhammer eventually. What smacks of Woody Harrelson in there, you know? Well, that's that. I I'm, I was actually doing Woody Harrelson yeah. doing Larry yeah, Flint Harrelson. from The People versus Larry Flint. Uh, you know, it, it was it started out it as a uh, the, the the company that did it was is the uh, media group publication, and they actually started out doing gay porn, and that's where they they, they cut their teeth on. Uh, and you have to look at a lady whose name was Diane Hansen, who actually went to. She spent 15 years as the editor of Doug's magazine, and she called it the epitome of bad taste and a sexual sideshow. And she edited the magazine from 1986 to 2001. And uh, she tells a story about when she first arrived at the magazine, it was being put together solely by a group of gay men who just chose to display pictures of the ugliest possible women. And I'll put in parentheses, all women are beautiful. I mean, they all have something nice about them. But, but you know, they chose to use the ugliest possible women. It- it real the only thing that really mattered in those old jugs magazines is that they had ginormous boobs yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, else mattered yeah it, and uh you know and it it's jugs is considered soft porn it was considered a soft it's considered a soft porn magazine where a woman could pick up her boyfriend or husband's maybe issue of it and look at it and not feel threatened by some of the uh, women in there and there were actually more likely to send pictures of themselves yes. to the magazine to be put into the magazine, you know? In the so section a- called Unidentified Utters. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what it was called. I mean, I, 
what was it called in Hustler that it was like oh Beaver Hunt where you Beaver would, Hunt but oh. unidentified udders always have their face like their faces cut off you know they either they either cropped it or put yeah. a black line over Earth. their faces and it was just like hanging boobs mostly hanging boobs on a bed with no headboard yes that's one thing you never saw a headboard you know they, these were women without headboards or they sometimes would... it was just a mattress on a floor <laughs> you know <laughs> a mattress on a floor and basically a comforter you know probably one of those knitted ones that granny made yeah but but i'm trying to be yeah, the women, you would look at them and you would go, wow, this, wow. Uh, but it, it, it throws you back to fertility goddesses of the of the old, you know, of the, you know, thousands of years ago. Some of the first things people worshipped were, were fertility goddesses, small statues of women with ginormous breasts, which were easier to pass around with the fellas than those Flintstone porn magazines that they had back in those days were probably tipped right. on their own, you know. But... But you know that's it. It was it, it's popular and and it still is. And 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 you were right when you said that some of the cartoons were were hilarious. I mean, if you look back, Bill Ward. Bill Ward. He did a lot of. I mean, you and I know probably about Torchy, the blonde bombshell. Right. Uh, about six issues, maybe back in the fifties. He did a lot and, of Mad Magazine too. Yeah, he did a lot of Mad Magazine, and he actually had some hardcore uh, comic cred too. I mean, he worked on a few issues of Doc Savage. Well, he and, was he was one of those guys. Also, you knew like Russ Meyer. He was yeah. really into boobs and and porn and stuff, and he loved doing it. You know, he loved. It, it seemed like. You could tell, like the 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 issue of Jugs, the one issue that I really focused on. I think almost every cartoon in it was done by Bill Ward. Yeah. Um, and then at at the last cartoon, it was like, if you want a commission by Bill Ward, he'll do custom made stuff. And I think that was mostly Bill Ward's bread and butter. Was like he probably stayed busy all day, getting himself horny, drawing pictures, and getting paid for it. You can look up Bill Ward's work. He's not around anymore. He passed away. But um, he did the adventures of Pussycat. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Pussycat was, you know, it's, he basically was a, a, a sexy spy, a sexy secret agent, you know. And and he did a lot of work. Uh, he was in Jugs quite a bit. Well, he had, he had a really weird style where all the men and all the women kind of looked the same. They all, yeah. all come, had this weird horse face. But he was just very good at drawing exaggerated physiques on men and women and it would so it would be this exaggerated physique and he was also very he had a style of like the way clothes you know basically he would draw a naked woman and the clothes were just sort of like a few lines over it yeah (laughs) a few bunches of fabric and stuff and it was just a very distinct style as soon as you saw there's no mistaking him for anybody else, you know, when you see his no, stuff. No, and uh, you can also find some of the paintings of uh, John, the artwork of John Curran. I don't know if you're familiar with John Curran. No. Um, he paints nudes, but he paints modern-day nudes in kind of a Renaissance style. Okay. Uh, and he's pretty famous. I mean, the guy's still alive, and he actually had, you know, uh, a, a big sh- – years ago he had a show at the Whitney – and a museum of contemporary art in Chicago, but he has a great, great style. Uh, he, they're Rubenesque women. He paints them Rubenesque-like, 
but they're nudes, but with this this Renaissance type style, it's really a neat a neat uh, technique. If you get a chance to Google this guy, uh, you'll you'll love his work. So you know, Jugs was was there for you to look at boobs, but when you when when you got tired of looking at ginormous boobs, or as with most of these uh, you know adult magazines, yeah you, you had you had funny cartoons, you had funny mm-hmm. cartoons and. And articles, and we have we have compiled a list of some of the articles that you could find in Doug's. Yeah, there was a um, there was an ongoing um, uh, serial about an adventurer who always met women with big boobs, Mamory Max. Nice, nice. And then these are now these titles I've got here. These are all from one (laughs) issue of Jugs magazine, all from the same issue of Jugs. And this was pre. This was this was back, I believe, during the gay men period of Jugs. Has to be. Has to be before the hard hitting articles started to make their way. Into right. Jugs. Right. <laughs> okay. Before so the Pulitzer. So we got Memory Max three benevolent boobs. Then we got a photo photo um, spread with a with a nice black woman from a church choir called Gospel Gale Soul Balloons. Uh, now we've got a woman who works for a politician. It's Sybil, political paps. Oh, nice. Um, you've got a story illustrated by Bill Ward called The Wet Nurse of Wickham Moor. Oh, that's like Downton Abbey, isn't it? Yes, except it's uh, Downtown Abbey mixed with the bachelor party we talked about in the last segment. Downton um, Flat. Then we've got another 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 photo, photo layout. Chrissy, utterly upper class. Of course, it's U D D E R L Y, upper class. Oh, that's a word pun. We've got Stella, who's a monumental melon muncher, but in the photo <laughs> spread, she does not munch a single melon. But there are monumental melons in it. So, yeah, you know, it was it was you know it was it was it was uh, you know. Fred, Fred, Freddie in the front end was like, I don't know, monumental melon muncher. That's a that okay. sounds great. We've uh, got I... Sodra, sultry and milky. Um, another short story called Mrs. Walker's Whoppers, of, again illustrated by <laughs> Bill Ward, and rounded out by one more um, photo layout: Florence, the Florida floozy. Nice. Now, nice. As as someone, I've never like been on the set of a porno movie or been involved in. But I, there was a, a doorman, a bouncer at a local bar who used to work on porn sets. Who you know, a, after our band would play, he would regale us with stories and stuff, and he would talk about how you know there's this cro- crossover appeal. So you have Jugs, which is obviously saying, "Hey guys that like big boobs, here's your magazine." Big boobs are in here, but I think there were, with Jugs, judging from the the photo layouts, there was also a crossover appeal for like what people, everybody, everything's got acro, you know acronyms and short, you know, would be a big beautiful woman or a or a um a plumper or something like that. I, I don't know if there was a, was names for guys who like larger women back in the Jugs day, but I think there was a lot of crossover appeal where they're like. Yeah, I like big boobs, but I like a big belly even more. Well, I know I'm going to get that in jugs like 80% of the time with, with the women in it. So, Because my friend, when he would be like on a porno shoot, he was like, we always had to make sure, you know, you know how when you're watching a porno movie and it's like there's almost like some weird random shots. 
they had to make sure. They're like, we have to make sure that we got feed in there 5 to 10% of the time. And, and 80% of the time the feed are in there, they got to have some kind of shoe on them, preferably pumps of some, you know, because there's yeah. people who are looking for those specific things. And as much of that as you can pack into the into the movie, then that you're you're adding viewers. So it's like this whole everybody happy algorithm to get as many people happy as possible. Yes, I mean if you look at Jugs, Jugs was a magazine or is a magazine. It's still out there that you could get your wife into or your mother or your grandmother, whoever you wanted. It, it was a chance at sending a picture. I would like to see the scenario where someone's like, I'm gonna go get grandma into Jugs. Five generations of the, you know, of the family here, and we're just gonna line them up, and we'll get them in jugs. We'll just, you know, <laughs> blow around their head. But it could happen. It could happen, and that that that's what people probably liked about it. They were, they, you know, the, the women. You could say, well, you know what? I could probably date a woman like that. Right. I mean, look at it. I'm Playboy and Penthouse, you're not dating, and you're, and they're also airbrushed, and there's no airbrushing in jugs at all. As a matter of fact. Sometimes it doesn't look like they bothered to focus and just like aim to flash at them so you get every ingrown hair and stretch mark and airbrushing is a strong word. You'd have to like air roller. I don't yes. think that you could get a you could get a brush to to handle that. There's, go there's through, some there's to... some bad skin in 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 uh jugs for sure. Absolutely. Some of the magazines wouldn't even close because the jugs were so big, you know? It, it was impossible. The magazine itself would sometimes weigh, you know, 10 pounds. So you couldn't carry it around. It's <laughs> everyone would be it, it it's something for everybody. You had right? to hook it up to a pump every night so it wouldn't leak all over your room. It it, it it's fun. I mean, where else are you going to get you're going to get an article. My favorite article was uh make dwarfs pay for spray. I mean, because <laughs> those goddamn dwarves have been getting the spray for free all these years, the fucking deadbeats. I have to wait for the dwarf episode, folks. It's it's coming, you know. It, it, it'll be here. But, yeah, it, it it's it's soft porn, harmless. You know, if your mother found an issue of jugs under under your mattress, chances are, you know, she might, she, she might not beat the shit out of you. It's not like pregnant dildo bondage monthly, which might get you a right. little bit of... Oh, know, it's, it's, it's goofy. It's got a goofy-sounding name. It's kind of like... It's kind of like just sort of the 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 your boilerplate funny name for a for a magazine, you know, for a porn magazine. Yeah, it it is what it is. That Doug's and, and and you're not buying it to get anything else, man. Yeah, that's probably why I wasn't I'm I'm not a boob man. I don't mind big boobs, but they're not they don't they don't have the magic for me that they do for other people. That that I had the the actually the same roommate as at the bachelor party, like if there was a woman with a large enough boobs or butt or boobs, you know there was a danger that he would drive the car off the road. <laughs> seriously, like there were seriously times when he was he was turning his head and turning the steering wheel at the same time. It's like dude, 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah, for me, if I could get a woman to actually notice me, I, I I didn't care what what she looked like. I mean, you could hang off the chandelier naked, you could be peanut butter and jelly on your stomach, you could be building a cardboard spaceship in your backyard. I didn't have the luxury of saying that I wasn't right a of of being like a <laughs> it, critic. <laughs> I didn't have that. You know, if you could see the pictures of me back in the day, I would not. I couldn't be picky. You know, if although a girl... I I I gotta say. <laughs> What how how are you on um 
How are you on fake boobs on silicone? No problem. At all. No, no problem. Whatever, whatever makes you, whatever makes you happy. No problem. Well, you know? no, I'm the, I'm the, I, I, I'm the same way. But I mean, you personally, are you a fan? Not a fan? That personally, I, to me, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm done. I, I, I cannot proceed. <laughs> fake, it, fake boobs for some reason really like like are are like will will send me away if they're tastefully done i mean we actually have, she's never going to listen to this but but there's a there's a girl that, that was in our neighborhood we used to call her tijuana tits because she actually went to to mexico i don't know if it was tijuana but she had a job done in mexico and they were awful I mean, a skew and one going to one side and the other going to, but but you know if they were tastefully done not that i've I, you know, like I could be picky, but if they were tastefully done, I've got no problem with them. And well, you and know, hey. like someone, someone who says had a mastectomy and they would get something exactly. in there to just to just simulate a regular boob, it would look like a regular boob. But when it's like yeah. I I need bazangas and it's just that yeah. weird, you know, you've got a bag of of liquid under your skin, gravity defying weirdness. It yeah, it's just like. I'm I'm a weirdo. I'm not one of those guys that like. Uh, I had a boss at work that that fake boobs, big boobs, whatever. It literally his face would turn red, and he would turn. And you know, if he had a few drinks in him, there there's a local musician called. Uh, uh, he's actually a national musician. He's had su- he's even was in a couple movies in the early '80s called John Valby, Doctor Dirty. And he's a barrel house piano player, and he sings body raunchy songs. Your mother has lunch meat in her ass crack. What's with a young girl from South Philly? Quit Greenpeace because she thought it was silly. Don't worry, Gail. If you still want to pet a whale, just undo my zipper and free Willie. Your sister has foreskin in her braces. And uh, he always gets women to get up on stage, take their shirts off, stick their butts out or whatever. You know, it's part of his show. And my boss would always make sure that he was working that night. And uh, since he was the boss, you know, the women would come over and place their boobs on his head and stuff. And I'd never seen, it was it was like, you know how they're like, oh yeah, if you put a frog on his back and rub his belly, you'll hypnotize it. Or, you know, you, you pick up a chicken by its legs and swing it through your legs three times and they're hypnotized. That was him. Just, ba, 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 ma, 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 ma. It was the, the most amazing thing. And I, un- that's, why I understand why women get fake boobs because it gives them magic powers. Oh, definitely, absolutely. I... And and and, and I, you know, I'm a little bitter about it because I could put a sock in my pants; it's not going to have the same effect. No, nah, no, nah, I won't. And it's safe to say that fake boobs probably back in the day never got into Jugs magazine. No, absolutely. That, that's a definite disqualifier right there. You know, that's cheating. Absolutely. I mean, they were in Hustler. <laughs> That's for Hustler. <laughs> but leave them alone. You would not get it in the jugs. It's going to be a fine day when we hit Hustler magazine. Oh, my God. When we hit 
for Easter, we should probably do furries. You know, something cute and cuddly. <laughs> no, there's a lot. I'm sure they have their own magazine. God love them. God love them. Nah, not anymore. But I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's website after website and... Sure, you know, I, I mean, if it probably if you took the the furry fan fiction and and written porn, it would and printed it out, it would probably fill it would probably fill a salt mine full of <laughs> right books. next to our right next to our Vatican mine of porn. You know, we could have the 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 furry of vault next door. Yeah, I just had an idea. We should have people send us in porn magazines. For us oh, to I review. They make pictures because I doubt there's any women listening to this stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get... not ask for naked pictures a yet until of... we start getting some demographics on our audience. A bunch of man boobs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Chris, Chris Tyler's already got his belt off right now. He's like, "What? What did they say?" <laughs> no, we don't need no Silence of the Lamb pictures here. Come on now. <laughs> That's not what this show is about. Keep those pictures to yourself. I know. That's the thing is we have so many other podcasts. And like <laughs> so on Star Trek Star. So I get Star Wars books and comic books in the mail and stuff every once in a while. What are we going to get from this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I shudder to think. Waggy, you send, please, folks. And, and just, you know, be selective. Wrap it a hundred times and put do not open unless you're Dario or do not open, you know. Uh, I just want to say, if you want to make Peter Prong happy and send Peter Prong gifts, what, <laughs> yeah, what, what you should send is, back, if you have, I, I will take submissions of any back issue of Al Goldstein's Screw magazine from the past. It's my one of my favorite things in the universe. Uh, speaking of some of the, some that had some hideous women in it too. Screw magazine. I forgot about that. You one. live in New York City. I had, I, my my roommate would go back to visit his mom in Brooklyn, and he'd be like, "Do you need anything from New York City?" And I'm like, "You know what I need? The latest issue of Screw magazine. I need to see who Al Goldstein is pissed off with this week." Uh, so many topics, folks. So many topics for your listening pleasure are coming your way. I'm trying to think, I'm pretty much uh, exhausted. Exhausted my jugs. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. I think that we uh, that we uh, doubled up and uh, did a pretty. Good, uh, <laughs> doubled up and kept abreast of the situation. <laughs> yeah, I nip pretty... this topic in the bud. Ooh, 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 ooh. very <laughs> nice. So we definitely our our uh, our podcast is peaked. I would tell you what we're going to talk about next time, but we don't even know yet. But I will assure you that we have plenty of topics oh, <laughs> planned uh-huh. for the we, – we have a list of topics. It's just what we decide to do next. And, of course, we're taking submissions for topics. We haven't even put the show out yet. We're still recording, and we told people about it on Facebook, and we're already getting suggestions for topics. Yeah, we, we crashed the Internet. The Internet broke down. <laughs> if you were having last week signing on to Facebook, it was because of the heavy traffic – on the eat it and beat it uh, yeah. post. The it, anticipation it, is Absolutely. Awesome. I'm sure that computers flickered on and off all across the world just for a moment as we uh, laid out the plans for this podcast. Server farms in Tanzania caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It must have had like 70 hits or something 
with, with more movies that we have to watch. And again, we're going to do the hard legwork for you, folks. You're not going to have to do it. We will take the punches. I seriously, and I don't know why I didn't know this, but I did not know there were so many pornography video sites on, oh. the, on the internets. I, I've had a few people in conversation mention movies, and I'd be like, oh, I'll talk about this movie and stuff. And all of a sudden, people would be like, oh, here's a link, here's a link. And I'm like, well, wow, there's about 5,000 universes of porn out there. You even have porn experts out there doing the work for us mm-hmm. to find these videos that, that we're going to cover. You know, we have all the bases covered. All you people that have spent all this time watching all that porn, now it all comes together. And yes. now, it, 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 you know, now there's a use for it. Now for all that stuff that you knew that you thought was useless except for your own private purposes. Yeah. Now yeah, you can could... now you can share your wisdom with the rest of humanity through us. Yeah, it's not going to be this podcast is not going to be just two guys giggling going <laughs> boobs. This is an intellectual conversation about porn and a, an adult uh you know, adult entertainment. Maybe we'll have a contest to see who has the most porn and I'm not talking about on your hard drive. I'm talking about in boxes. Oh, absolutely. That you can, hard copies that you can flip through whether it be VHS Whatever, maybe we'll 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 see what brave souls will send us a, a picture of their of their stash. Their stash. Oh, As a matter be- of fact, I, w- I wish we had a magazine because wouldn't it be fun if we just did a magazine, a porn magazine about porn, and like you know our version of Beaver Hunt would just be like, you know, the pictures of the tile on a bathroom floor in a stall with pictures of people's porn collections. Oh. <laughs> Vintage pictures of poor, old, rolled-up, dirty porn magazines thrown against a curve, you know? Stuff like that. Yeah, that would definitely be great. I could see that. I'm, I'm anticipating the highest amount of uh, listener interaction <laughs> of any podcast I've been it's involved in. <laughs> is dead, or we could do it, you know? But yeah, I'm sure we're going to break the internet again, folks. And this is only episode number two. That's right. And check out all our other quality podcasts on twotruefreaks.com, which is where this is coming from. So you probably already know it because you already got it and you're listening to it. And if you want to buy porn or books on porn, head over to the Amazon link. (laughs) Yeah, Amazon. Amazon, you might not get as much. You might find some erotica on Amazon. But, and here's another story for another day. You can get sex toys on Amazon and, uh, we have, an, we have an Amazon link on Two True Freaks, which will take you to Amazon for all your sex toy needs. You could probably find a, uh, a book on Bill Ward on Amazon that, that, that you could uh, get. Who knows? You probably I mean, could. And a penny of that goes to help us out so we can produce more shows for you. Yep. And uh, so keep those cards and letters and dirty postcards coming in. <laughs> the Frenchy and, kind, the kinds we like. Remember to sleep on your back, fellas. Ah, <laughs> oh, Brother Jody. Yes, let's fiddle now, let's fiddle. Ah, 
Mama. Well, I woke up this morning. Yes, yes. And I looked outdoors. Outside, you mean? I could tell my milk cow. I could tell by the way she looked. Tell me more. If you see my milk cow, ooh, drive her on home. What's the matter, boy? Getting low on milk? I ain't had no milk and butter ooh, since my cow's been gone. What's this word, butter? I never heard of it before. Uh-huh. Well, you've got to treat me right. Yes, yes. Day by day. Get out your little prayer book. Get out upon your knees and pray. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, Please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. you can count the days I'm gone. hold your temper. And this is your Uncle Don saying good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.